listen to this podcast without any of the three of us here or anyone that we talk to telling you to listen to it hit me up i will give you like a hundred dollars oh okay <laughs> oh that's yeah that's fine <laughs> that's probably the stakes aren't that high but <laughs> yeah if, if I, I you feel like you're listening for 20 bucks. to previous episodes and you hit me up and no one told you to listen to this one and hear this call out i will give you twenty dollars that's we're we're just laying it out there. Oh man, guys. Uh No, I don't have a good anecdote to start us off. Oh man, I, I got something to start us oh, off. Oh, I I didn't oh! I, I did my fantasy football. <laughs> oh, oh that, that <laughs> Open was an anecdote. <laughs> um, I did my man. fantasy football draft today. I'm sick. Uh, oh god. Which oh, meant that So, from what I understand, fantasy leagues normally like 6 to 10 people. Our league was 18 people. Which meant that by the end of the third round, all the good players were gone, and everybody was just like, "Who do I pick?" So I feel like I've got a good shot. It's gonna be so you, a disaster. You know who the good players are, or did you just like? Uh, yeah, so they, that's a good. Or point. you just so, like gather that so, information so they, from people around you talking about it? No, or you they, like they tell you Gunther? That's a strong the, name. I want Gunther, yeah, Gunther on my um, team. Uh, you know, I I was talking to one of my coworkers whose wife played in his league a couple of years ago and the women in the league all decided to draft based on who was cutest that they won they actually didn't do the worst <laughs> as it turned out um so yeah that was kind of a disaster and it's essentially me throwing 20 dollars down a hole uh but who knows it could be fun I've got a hole you I don't, can throw $20 I don't, down. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know much about fantasy football, guys. I've been told that it's basically just like like strategy gaming for people who aren't tremendous nerds. Which isn't me, because I fall into the tremendous nerd category. But, you know, whatever. We'll give it a shot. It'll be good. I thought it was when you wear, like, you all like, dress up in, like, wizard's garb and play football. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. You yell that's spells a, whenever that's you That's actually do called that's actually called Blood Bowl, and it sounds pretty cool. I don't know. Actually, Blood, Blood Bowl, Bowl that's an actual Blood, thing. Blood Bowl is a video game spinoff and like a tabletop RPG spinoff oh, right. of uh, of like Warhammer or something, where it's just like you have units from Warhammer, except they're playing football. It's great. Uh, or it's I'm way more into so fantasy it's football still not, that we're talking about. That sounds way it's better. Still not that actual. Like, Football, though, right? You're not actually that playing. Sounds... It's just, like, figurines and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds... What you're describing sounds like live-action RPG footballing or LARFing. Yeah. LARFing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, LARFing. I just LARFed all over the place. LARF. <laughs> <laughs> LARF. Yeah, my LARF league is LARF. meeting up next week. I'm a QB, or as we like to call him, Grand Sorcerer. <laughs> yep. Uh 
god. I would love to meet a group of LARFers, though. I feel like that's... You know how, how all of the world is slowly becoming kind of like a blended of... um. I don't know what's the term. I'm a blended of a, we're all blended. <laughs> um, no, uh, but like wait, every, wait, wait, wait. Not the really... world is falling into a giant blender. Giant blender turning into mush, and everyone's going to be sort of the same ambiguous color and ambiguous gender theoretically. But I think this is kind of the direction of that, where like, oh, it's not really nerdy to dress up as wizards anymore. And, oh, sports doesn't... No, I mean, that's be... still nerdy. <laughs> no, no. That's still it's, nerdy. Moving, no, no, we're moving towards it. LARFing is going to be we're that sort forward. of moment. <laughs> LARP. Yeah. yeah. LARP is going to be great. Together. Yeah. LARP is that with combination. L, looking, ends with an F, forward, LARFing. LARFing. Sport of the yeah. future. So you got, you got the people that are like, oh, it's no longer nerdy to like wizards and spells and shit. And then the other people, are the, the nerdy people, me, are going to be like, oh, I'll no longer get my ass kicked for trying to play sports. Maybe I'll start taking an interest. And then, <laughs> Maybe boom, I'll watch the Super Bowl this fuses. year. That's never going to happen. I don't give a fuck about the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't like commercials that much. What if they start doing it with LARFing? I would watch the shit out of that. Okay, yeah, that that's a good Supreme point. Bowl. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, no, no, no. Well, here's the thing about a, a good Super Bowl watching experience is that it's a party. So, like, you don't have to be there for the football. You can be there for all the alcohol that people are going to bring and the free food. Yeah, but football is going to be on the TV, and I have severe ADD, so I can't just not stare at a TV when there's stuff moving, so it's hard for me. Oh, you but will be again, obligated to football. And I don't want to football. I just want to LARF. That's all I want. <laughs> That or I want to be the cheerleader, like the orc cheerleader in the background, like glarg glarg glarg, or whatever Maybe it was. Guys, <laughs> welcome back to the sounding board. Wait, your semi-weekly pod, well, sometimes weekly <laughs> podcast that is sometimes about music and sometimes about LARP. I can't tell if he's just ignoring you or can't hear you. <laughs> I can, A little no, bit I can of both. Hear. I like both. No, I meant you. All right, him. <laughs> What were yeah, you saying, yeah. Camden? Yeah. I bet it was important. Oh, Let's stop the presses. No more yeah, presses. I was, this I was week, say, we are ah. here <laughs> to talk. I'm going to get this shit out, because otherwise I'll forget. We're here to okay. talk about the Black Keys album, Rubber Factory. Camden, what were you going to say? I was going to say, we should just incorporate a football into wizard sticks. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, we all, all right. fucking love wizard sticks. That would be so awesome. So wizard yeah. sticks, how would, as well, it's affectionately termed, also <laughs> known as wisest wizard or yeah, wizard staves, wizard staves. Yeah. is an infamous drinking game that tends to, to happen when the three of us and anyone else gets together. In it, you it's it's very simple. All it, all it takes is a case of beer, ideally per person. Ideally, and yeah, some more, duct tape. more than one case. <laughs> <laughs> and some duct tape. And what you do is, you drink and a ambition. beer. And, and ambition. It takes ambition, <laughs> too. You have yeah. to want to be the wisest wizard. The and wizard you have to have a good understanding stick. of lore and, you know, <laughs> yeah. magics. More than, more than anything, it, it helps to know your limits. <laughs> yes. yes. So you and it helps to beer. never leave your staff unattended. Never, Never leave your staff unattended. <laughs> yeah. So you take your first beer and you drink it. And when you have finished drinking it, you take your second beer and you duct tape it to the top of your first beer and then you drink it. And each time you drink a beer, you gain a level. And whoever has the 
the largest stick or staff or is the wisest gets to boss the other wizards around. And it's it's like presidents and assholes in that you can always boss around the person lower on the chain than you. You can tell them there are plenty of uh, There are plenty of house rules associated with uh, wizard sticks. The most popular in our group is that you have to be level 5 to teleport to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's rough that. getting over that hump. That's a fucking <laughs> shitty five yeah. years in. You have to be level you gotta, five you to gotta teleport pay your to dues, the bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, Fuck. you gotta power through. <laughs> and and hope that your limit is not under five beers. Just gotta drink them fast. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta pound those first couple Get beers, man. Get the first man. three and, in and then keep going. Also, also, if someone ever makes a a an imposter stick... Either by stealing beers or making a stick out of something that is not beers, like a tree branch and a pack of cigarettes, <laughs> it can be broken. In fact, it must be broken immediately. Because it is a disgrace. You gotta it have like disgrace. some really hardcore rap music in the background while you're doing it. It's really yeah. Good. If you can, if you can break it to the sweet, sweet tunes of X, gonna give it to you. That's <laughs> ideal. That's really the only way. That's that's yeah. how it, it. That's how Wizard Sticks has to be played. I'm Josh what? Mitlin, I'm the voice of the sounding board. With me this week is Camden Taylor, the hey. hair of the sounding board, and Theodore Challence Hooker II. I don't have anything for you this week, Ted. What, what do you want to be? What I do you want to be I want to be the Supreme Wizard, frankly. I'm wondering right now, though... <laughs> that sounds, why... like, distinctly close to being a member of the KKK. I know, I thought the, about oh, that. Wait, I was trying to remember. <laughs> is it the Grand Master or, like, the Dragon the, Lord? The, I think... What is it? I don't know, man. I Doctor Strange the is the Sorcerer Supreme, and that's good be, enough I'd be me. down with being Doctor Strange. But really, why don't we own wizard outfits for when we play wizard sticks? Yeah, and why this, have we not played I gotta, wizard I have sticks a zoot suit. Yeah, well, so why haven't I mean, we ever larfed while playing Wizard Sticks? <laughs> Come down here for Thanksgiving, and we will get real shitty. Well, it's up, first of all. Come up for the here record. for Thanksgiving, and we will get real shitty. Listeners of the Sounding Board, come here for Thanksgiving, and get real shitty with us. Holy shit, we, we should please? have a Sounding Board Thanksgiving. <laughs> I would actually we, partake in Thanksgiving we, and not be shitty about it. Can we please do Wizard Sticks thanksgiving it's been so long since I've it played has Wizard been Sticks. it's so been so long that when, like, it is like years. by far my favorite drinking game it's great <laughs> i fucking leave the only game ahead. is to drink yeah, there is yeah no it's not even it's like it. those structured but it's so much fun it's fucking great like, you, get to other games you have to like shoot beer pog or like do flip cup or like half a deck of cards wizard sticks or is remember just rules alcohol. that part sucks Alcohol and a f- we should we should make it so that every five levels whoever gets there first gets to make a rule. That could be a good <laughs> five house levels rule. is a lot though. I don't know. Right, so there aren't that mean, many rules made. Because I mean, it's not <laughs> that's fair. Common that people are getting past like fifteen. Dude, that's when good. You get actually, past 15, that's good if there aren't that many. When, when you get past fifteen, rules. like your night is going to end soon. 
remember? Do you remember <laughs> Alex playing Wizard Six with us and how fucking <laughs> he got and he threw up I... on top of uh, Chris's truck? <laughs> oh Jesus! I, I I think I remember that that night, and I think that was like my my great victory in Wizard Sticks. I was sitting at like eighteen when I was like, no, no more, no more, can't do this anymore. I don't remember. I remember you passed out pretty quickly because you also. Yeah, take a hit, and you went like, "Oh, that was a bad choice," because I'm gonna fall asleep now. Yeah, yep. I yeah. know myself, man. Um, yeah, Wizard Sticks, play it. Come to, to <laughs> here great. for Wizard Sticks for Thanksgiving. <laughs> sounding board Thanksgiving. Come, come this is going to be a sounding board event. Anytime the sounding board gets together with fans, we're gonna play Wizard Sticks <laughs> and probably get arrested. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Byob Wizard Sticks. Be over twenty one, please. Oh yes. <laughs> Bring your own sticks, yeah. (laughs) Bring your own sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not pre-built. You cannot bring a pre-built stick. Yeah, they cannot be pre-built. That is... is Also, bring your own duct tape, because the duct tape's probably going to disappear. Yeah, that's true. Bring bring your own duct tape. It's also fun if you you buy, like, one of the unique pattern duct tapes. Yeah. 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 If you get, like... If if you've got a duct tape with, like, wizard hats on it, awesome. (laughs) Also illegal in wizard sticks... And I have to bring this up because someone on this podcast has done this using glass <laughs> bottles as opposed to cans. <laughs> I didn't <That's> know. <laughs> but man, you have to give me credit because that stick was awesome. That was stick was like... So it powerful. Was, it was like two beers was four cans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was someone, the most was fragile it... bullshit like dangerous No, no, thing. it was the other way. No, no, because Bill was mad at it. He tried to knock mine over when I hit four because it was so much bigger and his just bent and fell over next to my the strength <laughs> of my glass <laughs> wizard <laughs> It was fucking great. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, good lord. <laughs> We, we could do wizard wands with shot glasses and really die. No, oh, fuck that. Yeah, I wouldn't be able God. to play that game. I'm like 30 now. I don't want that. <laughs> I, I can, I, yeah, I can I can hang with drinking PBs or something, but not yeah. shots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I love wizard sticks. We should definitely yeah, play we that really again should soon. Make it's that been, it seriously has been too long since we played that. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I didn't get up to too much this week. Um... Just that, yeah, like a couple hours ago did that fantasy draft. Almost came home and did the draft live while we were recording, but it took like an hour and a half, so that would have been a bad idea. Instead, here I am. I'm here with you. I'm here with you, Camden. You are here. I'm here with you, Ted. Ted, you hinted that you might have a story for me. Did I? I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> I don't feel like I did. I feel I feel like I feel you like told like me I... you had no music, some movies, and a story. Uh, what happened this week? I don't even. I don't know what fucking week it is. <laughs> I don't. I, I remember I was going to talk what about my my movies and my shows. What year is it? Uh, and yeah, that's the most important. For the record, that's my favorite meme out of all of them. I am so excited it, yeah. every time I see Robin Williams yelling, "What year is it?" Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't remember having a story. It's very possible I did, and I've forgotten it now. I was just. I was going to talk about. Uh, Let me check out my these texts. TV and my movies. Right. All right. So here's the thing. I know one of the shows you're going to talk about. I know. And so what yeah. I was going to say. Um, and I, I decided that earlier. Um, so I was going to talk about Stranger Things, the Netflix series that came out probably two weeks ago, maybe three. Because um, I 
basically a friend lightheartedly was like, oh yeah, you should check it out. It's not amazing, but it's good. Um, so I sat down and in two sittings watched the whole thing. Um, so, you know, spoiler, I thought it was fucking awesome. But yeah, I was, was informed that, um, yeah, because I, I immediately told Camden to watch it, but he'd already seen it, so I didn't get to have the glory of being the one who told him or whatever. But um, I was informed that Josh is going to be watching it this weekend. So I figured we can put it off until the next episode so we can gush about it without putting out too many spoilers yeah, or anything. Cool. Yes, I will, yes, go, I will watch at least one episode this weekend. Yeah. I'll try and watch more. Uh, it's a busy weekend. But we're going to try and make at least one. Hopefully more happen. Because um, I was pretty much... Episode 3 was right when I was really hooked. Episode 1 was good. Um, the I would describe it as... Um, I was mentioning this to you both yesterday, I believe. That it's um, one of the few good examples of magical realism you see in American-made TV or film. Um, I'm not positive if it is because it's still like a really odd and difficult to um, nail down uh genre you you're most people are really familiar with it with pan's labyrinth um and then one of you gave a really great example yesterday and i don't remember what it was, it was <laughs> i remember being like lucha oh, underground right. oh yeah you're right though it's, that's embarrassing lucha underground is a great God. example of magical realism <laughs> yep because it is it is a set in sense. la it is set in la and it is filled with wrestlers doing battle at the temple, and there are characters like the guy who who uh, was in the the earthquakes in South America and had his apartment building collapse around him, so the souls of a thousand other dead people flooded his body. Okay, maybe it's not dude... a perfect example of magical realism. I or like the it, dude though. who can turn into a dragon. He's pretty cool, too. Um... Yeah. Yeah, so along with Lucha Underground, Stranger Things is really excellent. I would say it's, I was also gonna it's point very out Twin Peaksy. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. there's also tons of Stephen King influence for sure. So much. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. I was reading about it and after with, I finished and the series, with the music, just... tons of tons of uh, John Carpenter influence in the music. Yeah, I was gonna bring that. You bastard! I keep wanting to say these things. Whatever <laughs> sharing. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it's, uh, it's great though. Cause the the lady I was going to watch it with, am going to watch it with. She's not huge the on lady. horror. It's creepy. It's it's, it's but creepy. it's only creepy at certain points. It's just a really mm-hmm. well done thriller, I would say. Okay. Um, but you yeah. get really involved um, emotionally. I was I was fucking right there. But mostly, what I would say it's it's one of those rare instances that has a perfect sort of um, storyline for all ages. Really, um, really, okay. yeah, yeah. If I were is, eight. Yeah. Or twelve when I watched the show, it would have been my shit. Like I would have been so deep into this show, I would have copied everything that those little little bitches did. It was awesome. <laughs> I've uh, I've been seeing a lot of memes of those lights that I was pretty sure. Oh was pretty yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I had to think about that for a second. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, well, it's all right. Let's we'll talk let's, about uh, it more when we're yeah. Let's close this discussion. It. Talk about it more next week. Um, closed. Closed. Next. Book I watched shut. I watched a <laughs> Move, couple of Moving other on. Things. Moving on. Um I watched uh this Icelandic film called The Rams. I just kind of started it. I was taking a bath and just wanted to relax in the bath and I was like, I don't know. This sounds interesting. The uh Netflix description was something like um 
a ram apocalypse or something and i was like i don't know what this is about it sounds like it could be funny or weird um it wasn't it was a terrible description on netflix said about a ram apocalypse something like that it was a really Uh kind of vague description but it had like an ironic tone to it um i'll bring it up while i'm talking about but it's an icelandic film um really very well done very pretty um iceland isn't something that puts out a lot of film because they just have a really sort of specific um right now tourism is their main their jam um and eve online and eve online apparently i did not know that that was still a big thing there they have fucking statues man that's monuments um oh netflix stops Ah. oh so basically and i got camden to watch it did you finish it before i continue further no i you uh, bitch was going to last night and i ended up falling asleep really early and then i like just got home before we started today so i haven't got a chance to finish it yet okay here we go i know i'm the worst Um, okay so it doesn't say you are the worst but here's the description (laughs) on netflix it's these farmers have been estranged for 40 years, but all that's about to change. A deadly sheep epidemic will do that. Okay. It's just like a really yeah. mediocre... A lot of the Netflix descriptions are pretty bad. So bad. <laughs> and some of them some have Some are like, like so major... tacky that I'll be like interested in the movie and just be like, ah, I don't want to watch that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly... Aww. That's happened a number of times. So yeah. I wasn't expecting what I went into. It was really slow. Um... Very pretty, nicely done. It's a very, um, it, you're following these two shepherds um, that live next door. Like, they share land and they're brothers. They haven't spoken for 40 years. Um, and one brother finds, or sort of examines his, uh, the other brother's ram and thinks it has scarpy, which is this nasty um, disease where they you have to, like, slaughter any ram or sheep or whatever that has come in contact with it. Um, so all of their sheep rams are slaughtered, except they save, um, the one brother who found the Scarpie originally kept, um, like six of the rams in his basement. And then it sort of goes from there, but it's very slow. There's not much talking. It's pretty, um, it's interesting. I, I was really pleased with it. The ending really caught me by surprise. Um, you can also see like a 70 year old man tiny little Icelandic penis because he gets real drunk and falls asleep out in the snow and uh, they bring him and put him in the bathtub and then he drunkenly comes out of the bathtub and just like stands in the doorway with his big beer belly. Yeah, it's, there's hilarious. some of that all, all too rare full frontal old man nudity. Don't get that enough. Yeah. Oh. I need that more in my life. Oh. Yeah. It's really Special. important to me. Uh, it was It was <laughs> a really good movie. I would highly recommend it. Um, ignore Netflix shitty description. They don't know what they're talking about. Um, yeah. yeah, and then so I also... I would have been disappointed hmm. if I had watched that based on that description. Yeah, right? It seems like it would kind of be a comedy. Um, and there there's like one funny moment in the entire movie. Oh my god, but it's hilarious. And it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, you want to describe it, Camden? Go for it, because it's fucking hilarious. Oh. Yeah, so uh, I don't think anyone's gonna watch this movie based on our description. <laughs> Probably not. So the uh, the brother um, 
you know, not the guy who discovered the uh, Scarpy, but the other brother is like always getting really drunk and he always passes out outside. So there's the first time he passes out outside where they take him in and like put him in the bath and warm him up. And then like there's another scene where he just passes out in front of the house again. And his brother uh, <laughs> scoops, scoops him up with a tractor um, and drives <laughs> like 20 miles to a hospital and then dumps him on the like entryway of a At the front door. <laughs> he just fucking leaves. <laughs> he doesn't Aww. put a blanket on him or anything. Was, he just like no. fucking done but with this. He's not really like that <laughs> gentle there's... with it. He's just like plop. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and there was two like doctors or nurses or something outside who are just like, what is happening? And they see the body. They're like, oh my God. And they just run up. It's so funny. Oh, I laughed super hard. Um, yeah. You should finish it though, because I yeah. enjoyed that movie and I no, like I it. I wanna, it was I really generally see how it ends because I was yeah I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I would say it's a really unique movie. It, it's um, a sort of type of person you don't generally deal with in film. It's not action packed yeah, in any a way. Unique setting, um, like yeah, definitely mm-hmm. not the type of story you would expect. The characters don't really interact with anybody else for the most part. Um, there's no love interest. It's really sort of vague and ambiguous, and I like it. Yeah. So if you want to watch a movie about rams, that's a good one to do. Hit that ram up. <laughs> yeah, um, hit it. Hot. Hot. Yeah. Super <clears throat> hot. Um, last movie I watched. I didn't really do much but watch things apparently this week. I swear I did something else, but apparently it didn't matter. Um, I watched a uh, horror so horror thriller um, that came out, I think, this past year called honeymoon um it was on netflix it was recommended from a a list of like low budget horror thrillers that no one's seen that has actually recommended the worst horror thrillers i've seen in a while so i need to stop trying to watch things from that list. yeah you you um, you're just like punishing yourself man i am i really am um but this one had rose leslie in it um who is a wonderful actress she was egret from Game of Thrones. Oh, and, all right, all right. Yeah. yeah. So she's you know okay. a small pale game of what? Game of Bones, where they throw bones at each other. It's another. It's, it's like a, it's, it's it's dice. A, dice. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Bones. It's dice. Bones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's dice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's dice. <laughs> it's actually just a bunch of people playing fucking Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but yeah, so Egret, the the chick that's always like. Uh, something, something, Jon Snow. What are, you, know you know nothing, nothing. Jon Snow. That one. Um, who is awesome, and the actress is really great, and she's got red hair, so obviously I'm in love with her, because that's always how it happens. Um, so I was like, I could definitely watch a movie with her in it. Um, don't. It's not very good. It's, don't watch it's, Honeymoon. It's low budget. <laughs> don't do it. Um, which they didn't spend enough of their budget on their cameraman, who moves poorly, and it was just kind of meh. Um, she was good in it, I thought. Um, it was an interesting story. Basically, it's these two newlyweds, um, which means, of course, they're always doing newlywed things, which, when they're all cute and stuff, it's annoying as shit. Um, but they're having Smanging so much it. sex. Um, so I guess that helps. Banging. Um, yeah, that's how then, I get like, my pornography. Yeah, just watching other movies and pretending. Um, but <laughs> so they're going to the cabin for their honeymoon. And some weird stuff is happening, and the uh, wife, the, the now wife, Rose Leslie, 
um, basically just not in bed at three in the morning at one point, and the husband has to go out and find her, and she's just in the middle of the woods, um, awkwardly, like, hunched over, and then he touches her, and she wakes up, and then from then on, she's been acting really weird. She has these strange marks on the her inner thigh, the kind of, like, bite marks, um, and she... Did she have sex weird. with the devil? You know, that's what you think. That's what it sort of makes you wonder. Um, uh, I don't imagine anyone's going to watch this movie. And if you are, don't. I'm just going to tell you what happens. Basically, uh, it's like aliens. If it baby, involves sex with the devil, this, I want to. Like, yeah, for sure. Uh, that's what I yeah. would want to do. But it's not that. <laughs> so I'm going to let you know. It's aliens or something. They put like, oh, a parasite in her. Awesome. Yeah, there's like a parasite up in her or something. And she starts losing her memory, but she does these really irrational things where she's, like, saying things awkwardly, where she's like, oh, I'm going to go take a sleep. Or um, uh, she was trying to describe um, a suitcase, and she was like, I put it I could put it in the clothes box. Um, just, like, really odd things. Are you I... sure she wasn't just stoned? Yeah, that's what it sounded like, right? Because I, I think the writers this didn't alien try has the hard same enough. Because that stuff's really all high. reasonable, frankly. <laughs> that's all it does. Yeah, she was yeah, like sometimes you forget the fucking it's called, and you're just like, you know, the thing you put clothes in. <laughs> that. You know the, you had a, I want one of those square guns, one of those yeah. or foragons, whatever. That's what I meant to say, not square gun. Um, <laughs> but square gun is my favorite Pokemon. That's my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> it's the the pre-evolution of Polygon. Um. Or whatever. Uh, Porygon was what I was trying to say there. Doesn't matter. Pokemon, written aside. Honeymoon. Right. So it's aliens. They put a parasite up in her. Don't know why. She murders him to protect him because she's, like, getting crazy. And she keeps writing down on her notepad her name, her husband's name, where she's from. All these odd things. And she keeps repeating it. And it's kind of weird. But not that scary. And he's just kind of, like creepy as an actor so it was it was weird and uneasy and then she's like i have to protect you so they can't find you because they want me to kill you so she knocks him out and he wakes up in a boat and she's tied him up and to an anchor she's like i'll keep you safe under the water throws the anchor in and he obviously drowns and that's the fucking end of the movie basically that sounds terrible it wasn't good she's really that pretty sounds terrible I'm gonna watch and that, that was it really. yeah yeah, that was. I'm yeah, actually going to I mean, cut myself out of this episode and yeah. just go watch it right. No, now. no, no. Just watch it while you talk, uh, and then just <laughs> yeah. tell us what's happening the whole time. It'll be a. I'll make sure the I'll, I'll make sure the audio is being recorded. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the best. So part. I can watch. I can watch Honeymoon while you guys talk about the Black Keys. It'll be great. Yeah, it'll, that be the, great. it'll be a great episode. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, going to be a plus. A plus. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So don't watch that. Watch Rams. And then watch Stranger Things, and then we can all talk about it at our Wizard Sticks party up for yeah. in November or whatever. Um, but or other than episode. movies and TV, I watched um, or I listened to basically. I think it was. Wait, just, are we talking about music now? Two. I listened to two albums. Two. I figured it oh. out. Um, one. I listened to my uncle, my good old uncle John Lee. Um, the, the joke is there. It's John Lee Hooker, but that's not really obvious enough, so I shouldn't have made that joke. But uh, John Lee Hooker. <laughs> I get um, it. Yeah, right. Um, John Lee Hooker's album, Real Folk Blues, um, because we were listening to blues, and I wanted to listen to some old black guy blues, because that's the best kind of blues. Um, real good. No surprise there. Um, 
And I chose that one because that's like the big common thing that's talked about all the time in Cowboy Bebop. Um, so, you know, get some yeah. of that real folk blues. Um, and Ka. I listened to another Ka album that just came out at the, yeah. not the request of Camden, but um, he let me know it had come out. And Ka, we talked about a couple times here. Most recently, we talked about them probably three months ago, um, him. Uh, he put out an album under a different moniker, uh, Dr. Yenlo. Yeah, it was, it was because he, I think it was because there was like, that was a collaboration with one specific producer so they oh that's that right name. yeah that's mm-hmm. what it was okay i don't I remember who the producer was oh. but uh yeah it wasn't like yeah, too far gone from his style like he has a very specific style no. and you know dr yenlo was definitely mm-hmm. right in there that was one of those ones like i had heard about that album i had seen like good reviews of it but for some reason i never caught that it was that it was him because if i if i had, like read that i would like oh i'm gonna listen to this immediately <laughs> and then, like yeah but i, I definitely which is what I did when you told me about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this new one, Honor Killed the Samurai. Camden let me know it had come out, and so I listened to it immediately. And that's the third album in a row um, involving Ka that I've heard, and they're all just awesome. They're fantastic. Um, if you remember, he generally has really sort of simple production. Often it's a small sort of section of sound that he loops for the entire time that he raps um per song uh and Very it's like a minimal, stream of consciousness rap pretty dark sounding mm. uh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's awesome he's got a really hypnotic voice like he's it's, super smooth yeah he's a fantastic mm. rapper um um and you were telling me camden that he is like a fire department chief or something yeah what was he that? works he works for the new york fire department um that just yeah, seems like odd to me. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not like. Got his. Real I mean, he's still he's pr- still pretty like uh, underground musician. Like. Yeah, which makes you know, sense. So, yeah, it's it's crazy that he like works full time too because he hasn't been like slacking on releasing stuff. Like, you know, this album mm-hmm. and Doctor Yenlo and Night's Gambit came out in, like 2013. You know, it's like three albums in the last four years. That's pretty fucking good for someone who's also working full-time you know yeah and that's they're like pretty prolific. all quality that's not easy yeah mm. yeah i would highly recommend this um it gave me i realized i should have started listening to hip-hop years ago because as a big nerd my favorite thing has always been japan generally and hip-hop artists seem to really love samurai and talking about samurai and so it just makes me so happy. It gets me like a little yen, um, which is so silly. They also love wrestling. I don't care. Yeah, Do you think everyone true. loves wrestling? Doesn't even matter. No, no, it's actually super true. Yeah. Like, big names in hip-hop love wrestling. Yeah, yeah. No, there are I a mean, lot of especially wrestling references in hip-hop. Because um, sure. wrestling was incredibly big as an industry for the generation right before ours, which is all the biggest names in hip-hop for the past little while um so it makes sense that it's but it's also big with fucking everything people love wrestling not that i understand why but they do that's people like magical realism man (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's that's it killing it um yeah i would say definitely check out 
Honor Killed the Samurai. It's really fucking good. Um, I've listened to it five or six times now. Um, it's something you can put on and just get super lost in. Mm-hmm. His flow is I would just I would just recommend him in general because he's still like pretty unknown. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Definitely. super yeah. underrated rapper for sure. It's crazy. And like, and like, like any of any of those albums are well worth checking out. Like they're all super fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Knight's Gambit is still my favorite, yeah. probably because I've spent the most time with it. And it's kind of like marinated for years now. Um, That'll help. I've got to go back to it after listening to the past yeah. two. Yeah, it's um, fantastic. The song "Just" off this album, "Just J U S T," has a really great video um, on YouTube that was put out with it. Uh, would check that out. I think it's a good example of. Um, the entire album and kind of what the album's about so that's great I think I had you watch that the other day yesterday yeah. Josh yeah, yeah I think that's out to me. super cool really great art style too it was very interesting mm-hmm. yeah um, good video yeah. also yeah, a good video graceful transition also a good video nobody <laughs> speak I watched it finally you did the DJ so great. that's DJ Shadow <laughs> featuring Run the Jewels and those fucking mm. breakbeats are so good. Like, I love the breakbeats in that track. I, I miss them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, fantastic video. If you haven't seen the video for Nobody Speak by DJ Shadow, it's excellent. It's I, loved, so I loved them making a, a video like that because it's it would have been, like, so fitting for so many Run the Jewels tracks because, like, Run the Jewels mm-hmm. is, like, 80% of the time just, like, shit talk rap <laughs> yeah. just like, and yeah and that's like what they're like it's, i mean it's, they're good at tons of things but that's one of the things they're like excellent at is just like they're shit so talking in like the most creative bragging. way possible oh and, it's fantastic uh, it's and i was yeah, so glad they did one where it's just like two characters like talking shit on each other and then fighting <laughs> yeah. did you did you see uh so great did you did you see dj shadow's quote on it no no we wanted to make a positive, life-affirming video that captures politicians at their election year best. We got this instead. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, it's it's good fucking stuff, man. It's yeah. good stuff. Um, yeah. A bunch of old yeah. men yelling at Wait, each didn't... other, and then some old women doing I was it gonna, too. It I was going to ask a question to Ted really quick. Didn't you... You said no, you also listened to the Crystal Castles album? I said I did preemptively. Yeah. I because I was gonna listen to it right after I texted that. Oh. I started the first track, and then I was like, "I'm not feeling it right now. I'm gonna come back to this when I'm really in the mood for it." Nothing yeah. against the album. It's just one of those like starting something and be like, "I'm not gonna give this a good feeling if I don't stop right now." <laughs> I've Have heard, you I've heard a few. I've heard a few tracks from it, and I haven't been impressed be honest it was a bit clubby i got two tracks in and it well, was a lot it's not, bumpier it's than not I only wanted. that it's like uh it kind of feels like at least from the tracks i've heard there's only like two or three of them it didn't really really feel like they were trying to do anything new with their sound at all and it kind of just sounded mm-hmm. like rehashes of old crystal castle songs that just weren't as good and I was yeah, like, oh, and that's man. not. It's gonna be one I of those things. From that at all. <laughs> yeah. So 
I don't yeah. know. I'll probably listen to it eventually. I know it's like Joey uh, the first to it, White so Stripes like minus Joey Meg White. Joey really liked it. He was telling yeah. me to listen to it all no, the week. Yeah, and, and I'll still listen to the whole thing. But, uh, mm-hmm. I will too. But I, it was not going to be good if I stuck with it for that day. Yeah. Oh, well. Like, That's Crystal Castles for me are, like, a band that, um, like, I like the the first two albums a lot. Uh, and I wasn't super into the, the third one, like, the last one that came out before they, mm-hmm. you know, broke up for a few years. I wasn't super into that one. Um, and they've, like, they've, like, eight, because, you know, I started listening to them when I was, like, younger, when the first album came out and they've like aged okay for me, but they ha- I wouldn't really say they've like aged well. Like they haven't, uh, I don't know. Like you when don't I, expect look, them to when I like listen to it again, your, like look back at it for a while. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it doesn't like really impress me as much as it did. Like when I listened to it as a kid now, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I certainly still Which enjoy I still like it. Crystal I still Castles like it, 1 but, uh, and 2. Yeah, and that's um, I think that's why I was upset with it just being like rehashes. I was like, I'm not really interested in hearing rehashes. Like, I'll just listen to those albums if I want to yeah. hear that. You know? <laughs> that's reasonable. And it's like, the uh, the new, or at least on the tracks I heard, like, the new vocalist is just totally doing, like, it's just like an Alice Glass impression. You know, yeah, it's it's. I don't like. I want if like, you're gonna put what's new the point, things what's in the your point band, of doing that make if you're it gonna, be like, new. Get a new vocalist, like have her do her own style. You know, don't yeah, <laughs> have exactly. it be an impression for, of your previous vocalist. For for context, <laughs> so for people who don't know Crystal Cl- Castles, Alice Glass is their old vocalist who is no longer part of that band. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Guys, um, and I, she was. Uh, no, no. My, sorry, I wasn't going to say Carry anything on. important. I was just going to keep being like, she's Alice Glass. So no, no, I was just going to say she's like the visual side of Crystal Castles because she's the face of them. Um, but there was mm-hmm. always an argument that Kath uh, was the big person. He's the instrumentalist, if you will. Um, so it was kind of an interesting thing when they broke up that he was going to keep doing music. Because I remember the first track I heard from... Uh, Crystal Castles minus Alice Glass was enjoyable, but um, thinking back, it was basically, as we just said, uh, the new vocalist just kind of pretending to be Alice. It was weird. I'm not into that. Hmm. Guys, I uh, don't really have much music to talk about. I played some video games this weekend, but I'm going to save those for maybe next week because we are running long already. Technical difficulties. Always got Technical difficulties. Real special. Uh, Camden, my dude. It seemed like you had some stuff you wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah, I listened to a lot of stuff. I've been kind of getting back into gear. 
checking out a lot of albums because this time of year is, you know, this is the time of year where a lot of shit is coming out. Um, it always seems like that way to me. Like September and October, like into the summer, are really fucking good for album releases. Like, there's all kinds of stuff. Um, so yeah, I listened to a few things. One of the main ones was the Ka album. I wanted to talk about that, but we already went over it. Uh, I also there were a bunch of singles I wanted to talk about and like stuff from upcoming albums that I really wanted to mention. Uh, first of all, I think we mentioned it before, okay. but I'm like really really excited about the uh, the new or the upcoming Danny Brown album. Um. Which is, I think, coming out yeah, September thirtieth. He's, uh, he's 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 on Warp now, right? Yeah, so he's on like an experimental electronic label, and uh, his new album is called Atrocity Exhibition, and that's coming out at the end of this oh, the end of this month. <laughs> and the two <laughs> singles that have come out from it so far, like I think, are fucking amazing. Like, I if like. It keeps, you know, with this sort of style, like, if it's as good as these two tracks, like, this is going to be, like, pretty much easily my favorite hip-hop album of the year, if it's that good. Um, yeah. Awesome. But yeah, and that's it, saying something, given how much you liked, uh, you liked Blank Face. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I'm expecting Danny Brown to, to kill it on this one, for sure. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so he's had two singles that came out. Uh, one was called When It Rain, that came out, like, middle of july or something um i think josh you've listened to that one or i think i showed you the video mm-hmm. for that track uh yeah that's yeah, a great track um yeah he's just a the the production he's been using you know which is kind of fitting being on something like warp like it's it's because um, he's always you know done like pretty out there stuff like he's a he's a weird dude obviously he has like a very weird yeah style and he's always wrapped over like pretty interesting beats and like he's definitely still going in that direction like uh this track and the one that just came out uh which is called pneumonia that came out about a week or two ago um just have like some really fucking out there beats and you know he does he does his thing over them raps in like really interesting ways and yeah man i uh yeah like i've i've liked danny brown a lot but i think this is this is going to be like the Danny Brown album for me, <laughs> but I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And I mean, I, right, I like, I like most of them so far. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm also super excited about, uh, this is going to be out a few days after this episode gets released, but the new Angel Olsen album, um, Woo. Angel Olsen's a songwriter, sort of like alternative, uh, country folk songwriter that's had two really good albums uh so far uh, halfway home came out a few years ago and then burn your fire for no witness came out in 2014 which is a really good album that, which was uh, an we were really excellent into album when we did the mm-hmm. mint as a mint years album um mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah fantastic singer really good lyricist uh so she's got an, an album coming out called my woman on friday september 2nd and She's released three singles from it so far, all of which I really liked. Oh, it was the three? Mo- oh, I've only listened to two of them. Oh, Ooh. which ones did you hear? Uh, Sisters and Shut Up and Kiss Me. Oh, which, yeah. Shut Up and Kiss Me is awesome. Shut Up and oh, Kiss Me is man. so good. Yeah. I was, uh, that was one of those songs that I was like, 
I was bummed that this came out like this late. Like it's such a summer song. It's like a fucking yeah summer <laughs> anthem. It would be mm-hmm. a fantastic summer song. It's yeah. lovely. It's yeah. super good. Great track. It's very like sort of like Blondie esque. I thought. Yeah. It's uh, very like almost ret- poppy. Sort of like yeah, ret- like sort of like retro nostalgia poppy in a way. That's, which is kind of which is kind of which is kind of, of a words, new thing really for her. Yeah. Uh have you did you watch the video for that one? That was a really cute video too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really cute. Yeah. I like that it um, ends with her being like, Does it need more attitude or something? Yeah, super funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh so there's that and there's sister, which is kinda of more in the style that I'm like used to from her. Kinda of like a long extended uh you know, folkyish track that has Folk just country really good, ballad. like introspective lyrics. Uh, yeah, and then the uh, other one that came out is like the earliest one that came out. I thought you had listened to this one because I thought you sent it to me before these ones, these last two had come out. It's called Intern, and that one's like different for her too. Oh it's yeah, like, like the I instrumental is almost totally all agree. like almost all like these like icy retro synths. And it's like kind of eerie sounding, <laughs> and it's like a really weird style for her too. But um, that's a great song as well. And it's like it's cool to like. It seems like she's going in a few different directions on this one, and it's kind of like expanding, you know, her set of her like bag of tricks on this one. Uh, she's always been able to do a bunch of different things well, like. Like on mm-hmm. uh, "Burn Your Fire for No Witness," like I hadn't heard anything quite like you know the, tra- the track "White Fire," the like Leonard Cohen ish one. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't heard anything quite so like good. that from her, and that track is amazing. So, yeah, super talented uh, songwriter. I'm really excited for that album. So that's out. This will be yeah. a great. If album you're listening to this, year. that'll be out in a few days from now. Um, also, the Chromatics released another single from the album Dear Tommy that's supposed to have, you know, was originally supposed to come out, like, Valentine's Day last year, so it's like 18 months ago or something. Yeah, was they, is that still coming out. out? It's still, so they released another song. They've released, like, five singles from it, and when I saw this one, which came out a few weeks ago, uh, they still hadn't made, like, any announcement about any release date or anything. <laughs> but they're like... <laughs> But man, like the fucking God. singles are so good. I'm like Jesus Christ, what is taking this so long? <laughs> Why did you announce it so far? <laughs> Dude, that's so weird. Yeah, but <laughs> I I'm hope still... they just never talk about it. I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah, and just it never comes out, and they're like, "Oh, we decided to just split up no more." <laughs> I would be upset. I would be upset. But, uh... Soon, it's coming out soon. <laughs> yeah, but man. Oh, but other than that, I listened to some albums as well. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head what I sent you guys, so I'm going to look at the list real quick. Oh, uh, I listened to the new Vince Staples EP. Uh, Vince Staples is a rapper from Los Angeles who's kind of been uh, gaining a lot of popularity over the last few years. He had um, what was probably the most talked about hip-hop album behind uh, To Pimp a Butterfly last year with uh, Summertime 06. Um, that was great. Uh, he he has sort of a style where uh, his first few mixtapes, he was like, kind of, his rapping style was a little, like, subdued, and he would always, you know, do stuff over, like, really minimal beats and stuff. And he still kind of does the minimal beat thing, 
but uh, I think he's gotten a lot more like energetic as a rapper over like his uh, full length albums. And uh, yeah, this I think he's a you know definitely an upcoming talent to watch. Like he's making a name for himself. He's had like a bunch of really great features this year. He was on Blank Face on a he had a great feature on that's the song Ride Out. Um, he was on the Clams Casino Ooh, album this a, year. That yeah. was a fucking track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's killing it right now. So he has a new EP called Prima Donna. Uh, if you're into him at all, definitely check that out. It's still, it's really good. He's keeping it consistent, releasing a lot of good stuff. Um, I listened to an album from a guy named Peter Broderick. That album was called Partners, which is kind of like a, uh, sort of modern classical piano composition album and it had a few different things it had him doing like uh weird vocal pieces where he was like narrating different um like sections of poetry wrote over like piano pieces he made and it had uh some some reinterpretations of like pieces by famous composers and then it has you know, also some original stuff as well. And it's pretty impressive for, uh, like, he's a really young guy. I think he's, like, I think he's 29 right now. And it's a really impressive piece of work for a, a young composer. Uh, so if you're into some some of that uh, beautiful piano shit, I would check that out. I, I really like that one. I've been listening to that one a lot. Um, yeah, and there are, there are some other ones I listen to. Like, I listen to a little bit of... Uh, the new album from Mitski called Puberty 2, but I think I want to listen to that one a few more times before I talk about it. Um, that one's that's one that's been getting a lot of a lot of hype recently, and I decided to check it out because it's like if you ever if you like go on Metacritic like now it's like in the top five or something. Um, oh, wow. And I wow. also that's... listened to the new. Uh, Juliana Barwick album, and I need to listen to that a few more times. Um, I really enjoyed it the Ooh. first time, but she's a ambient artist. Josh and I saw her once. Uh, she's got a new one. I think it's called. Yeah, Blue. I remember that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out a few more times before I uh, before I talk about it more. But I, I liked what I heard at first. Same with the Mitski one. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, trying to sort of get back and listen to new music thing. So it's been going pretty well. I. Uh, also, I'll talk about this next week, but I list, I've been listening to the discography of the band we're going to talk about <laughs> next week, so that'll be mm. a thing. Ooh. <laughs> Doing mm. that homework. Okay. I'm, I'm coming back after fucking up the Mercury oh, Rev album. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, shall we get to the yeah. band that we're going to talk about this week, then? Yeah. I guess. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's fucking do it. Let's go. Um... This that week we are talking. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to drink a closed beer. Uh, we are talking about the Black Keys. Um, uh, excuse me, the, the Black, Black Eyed Keys have been around for a minute. Yeah, the Black, the Black Eyed, Eyed Keys. Keys. Didn't <laughs> they no, no, no. sing that song, <laughs> "Pump It"? Yep, that's <laughs> the one. Uh, the Black Keys are an alt or garage rock band formed in Akron, Ohio, back in two thousand one. There are two people in the band. Two piece band. Uh, there is Dan Auerbach, who plays the guitar and sings, and the there's Patrick box. Carney. Oh, and they met when they were like, they met is when he they a were Carney? like. He well, he might him? be a Carney. He that might be a Carney. A you know, I, I I wrote down that joke. Kind of looks like a Carney. Crossed oh, it out. Did you? I, I wrote I down that joke and then crossed it out. Um, 
and Patrick Carney, they met when they were eight. They were little kids, and uh, and they didn't start being friends till later, like late high school. Um, and then they, I believe, both dropped out of college together to make their band work. Um, their first, they they were formed Which in two thousand one. Their first album was called "The Big Come Up." <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, it, it worked out. Yeah, it did yeah, work so it out. Yeah, it turned out to be a great decision. To get there, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like drop out of college, kids. You can be a rock star. Um, yeah, they they uh, released their first album in two thousand two. It was called "The Big Come Up." It was 13 tracks, and like most blues and garagey albums, it was about half covers. Uh, they were broke as fuck when they were recording this album. So they recorded it in Carney's basement, uh, and they couldn't pay for anything, um, especially not touring. So they mowed lawns to gather touring money so they could take this album on the road. And then it sold like shit. It did not sell. It was a. It was reviewed well, and it got them a cult following. But fuck, it didn't make them any money. It sold like cold cakes. Yeah, <laughs> nobody. Like yeah, cold like cold like cakes. <laughs> like like cakes that were out for too long, and like, now yeah, you wanna you wanna go warm those cakes up? Come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and they were cakes, like, no, please. we're not going to. But what we will do is we'll use. The recognition we got from our cold cakes, because even though people didn't buy them, the people who did were like, yeah, those those are pretty good, you know, I might enjoy some more of those cold cakes, to sign a new record deal. And uh, <laughs> they recorded their second album, Thick Freakness, over the course of about, I think they, I can't remember if it was over 14 hours or 14, 14 hours. days. It was 14, 14 hours. hours. Yeah, 14 hours. Again, in a basement because they didn't have any money because all the deal from the the money from their record deal went to paying rent. I'm gonna this say album... Thick Freakness, definitely the best album name they have. Yeah, certainly it's that. Pretty fucking good. <laughs> That's a great so, name. This this album again, like it didn't make them a whole lot of money. It uh it led to their first Euro tour where they lost three thousand uh, dollars. It's because they, they canceled were... the tour. No, no, they canceled the one before that. Oh, it was the one before that? I thought it yeah. was the second one where they did most of the tour in the Americas and then they were too tired to do Europe, so they canceled and lost No, the they, they actually did do their second booked Euro tour. They canceled their first one, though, because mm-hmm. they were too tired and were like, we got to record another album. Um, it was, again, critically acclaimed. Like, Time gave it number three album of the year. Still didn't sell. Uh, they were offered a $200,000 licensing deal for uh, for one of the songs, and like that's big money when you're a broke songwriter, and their artist, their yeah. their agent was like, "No, no, nah, man, don't do it. Your fans will think you're selling out." So they turned it down, and uh, lost their recording space because shortly thereafter, the dude who Didn't owned the house money. that that Carney lived in sold it. He sold the 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 basement they recorded in and the house attached. So they were like, "Shit, we've got to do another album." We have to do another album. Like, we've got a record deal for another album, but we don't have anywhere to record it. And now we're going to skip forward a little bit um, because we're going to come back to this. This is actually when they recorded Rubber Factory, the album that uh, that we're talking about this week. Um, it was 
really well received. We're going to talk about that in a second, but it led into a, two more albums and sort of like increasing popularity without ever breaking it big. They released uh, Attack and Release in 2006, or, or sorry, Magic Potion in 2006, and Attack and Release in 2008. And then, like, so Dan Auerbach is a man known for getting in fights with people. Um, whether that be his uh, beef with Jack White, which we can go into more detail on, or the fact that he fucking hated Carney's wife. Like, he hated her. He, it was this, uh, this lady named Denise Grolmus, and Auerbach hated this woman so much. Yeah, good Auerbach, yeah. Auerbach hated this woman so much, he stopped talking to Carney altogether. And went off and did his own solo album um, without telling Carney about it. And Carney was like, what the fuck? That's messed up. Uh, and Auerbach was like, too bad. This is my album, appropriately titled. <laughs> what the fuck is that? That clink, is not clink, the title clink, of the clink, album. Clink, um, clink, clink, clink. Ah, another beer. Uh, so so Auerbach records this album without uh, without telling Carney about it and releases it under the title uh keep it hid ironically um maybe in response irony? yeah he keep it he kept the album hid and it it, it you you wouldn't expect him to actually name it it could be irony all right i don't, know. I don't think it's uh, irony yeah. fine so this is irony carney then went out and formed his own indie band called drummer where he played the bass guitar that's irony that's irony. He's a drummer for the Black Keys. He played bass guitar in his band called Drummer. That's irony. Don't give me that fucking look. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carney gets divorced from Grolmus um, in late 2009, and it's fucking messy. Like, they do not like each other afterwards. Carney gave an interview about it in 2010 uh, for the Rolling Stone. Grolmus wrote an essay about what a piece of shit Dan Auerbach was and how he ruined their marriage uh, for Slate... No, Salon in 2011. But this divorce does have the perhaps fortunate side effect of making Carney and Auerbach realize that they do in fact like each other. In fact, they are, they are so close, they are like brothers, which is what they title... <laughs> Their next release. I never knew that background God. for that album. One hundred percent. That's what it is. That's just gross. That's what it is. Uh, so they released <laughs> Brothers. They released Brothers in two thousand ten, and Brothers is really where this band like made it. This this is where they went from being like a cult band to being like. This is when of, you started hearing about it. You, the audience. This, this is when everyone. this is when you heard Tighten Up played on the radio all the time and then you heard howling up for you played on the radio through 2013 like this was this is when everything that like they became materialized and it was also a it was also a, a sort of an evolution of their sound away from the sort of garagey blues rock that they did and towards more of an arena rock sound i would say that would that would kind of be how i describe it it's a it's a little softer not quite as rough around the edges it still has some of the fuzz to it but it's much more hook based than the than the finger picking stuff that happened on earlier albums in particular rubber factory um they released two more albums after that both of which were hugely successful uh el camino and um turn blue 
and now who knows what they're doing. But uh, Brothers was really what got them there. Brothers, also an album that had some of the best music videos I have ever seen. Seriously, they're incredible. If you have not watched the music videos for Tighten Up and Howlin' For You, they're amazing. And uh, Next Girl is also exceptionally funny. Uh, I actually watched Tighten Up's video for this. I wasn't too... I mean, it was okay. It was funny. Oh, oh, I did not find it amazing by any regard, though. I mean, I don't know how many videos of its kind had been done before that. Um, because it is a tool that gets gets used. The uh, it's a video basically where they take their kids to the park, and then their kids see a, a girl and uh, start singing at her, and it's adorable. And then they get into a fight, and it's great. It's great, even though Ted doesn't like it. It's still great. <laughs> uh, it also I also don't wa- like the song, which doesn't yeah, help much. Um, it also it also won. Uh, <laughs> won awards for that music video for like breakthrough music video of the year um grammys and it 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 tightened up also it spent 10 weeks at number one on the billboard top 200 um Mm -hmm. maybe it was no it was on alt rock not the overall top 200 yeah it Um, wasn't definitely wasn't (laughs) there's no way that spent 10 weeks on the yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) so rubber factory our album this week question number one Asked by Ted at the end of our last podcast. <laughs> was Rubber Factory recorded in a rubber factory? And why? No, yes. he said... Yes, it was. Why didn't they call it Tire Factory? Oh, because... That was the third question, actually. Yeah, it was yeah. those right. first two, followed by, why didn't they call it a Tire Factory? Uh, oh. Tire Factory is not as good a name. I, I don't know why they didn't call it Tire Factory. Uh, so yes, I like um, I like the name was, Tire Store. It was Tire Store. Would have been how about weird. Tire Fire? Tire Fire. Hell yeah. <laughs> either one <laughs> good. I like I like either really. Yeah. So they uh, the basement and the house attached got sold off, and they had nowhere to record. And they're in Ohio, and they're looking around, and they have no money, and they find this dilapidated old tire factory that is not being used like no one's there and you can lease out a room on the second floor for 500 a month and they're like fuck it all right it's it's too far away it's too fucking hot you can't open the windows the acoustics are awful this place sucks but it's 500 a month mm-hmm. so they lease it and a <laughs> god damn it Kevin. <laughs> I dropped the cap. And, <laughs> and a room on on the second floor quickly turns into the whole fucking second floor because they just have wires running everywhere, most of which are running into this old piece of shit console that they had bought off of, like, Craigslist. Like, used, broke-ass thing that they used for all five months recording this album and, like, would constantly malfunction. They didn't have the money for new tape, so their old, uh, their or their record label gave them a bunch of recycled tape to record on, to record their masters. And, uh, eventually, they got the album done and then just fucking, like, left. Because at that point, they had entirely closed the factory while it was still being leased, like... You weren't supposed to be in there anymore. Um, and they just fucking abandoned the console there, uh, and where it was demolished when the building was knocked down in 2010. Um, so, 
this album, we, we've said that the other two albums were kind of like a critical breakthrough for them. Like they were received very well critically. Um, this was the one where people kind of went, whoa, this, uh, this band is really worth paying attention to and might be on the level of a certain other two-person garage rock at rock act that is called the something somethings the white stripes who, it's the white who stripes could you be it's talking about oh. <laughs> it's definitely the white stripes um so like i i went through just to find some reviews of how people people took this album um and like the only real negative thing i could find was rolling stone said uh well this almost gets there but like the songs aren't fully formed everybody else was full of praise for it, the, like the roughness of it uh Auerbach's vocals the guitar solos they were way into it like pitchfork loved 10 a.m automatic uh the second track on the album and they they called it one of the most radio ready anthems of the year and compared it to modest mouse's float on um oh it's the inter- same year that's crazy <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> uh entertainment weekly the dude who the dude who wrote the review for entertainment weekly was like i couldn't decide how to write this review so i wrote six different reviews and here they all are um yeah it like unpolished and impossible to ignore uh bested not only themselves but just about everyone else this year like this album clicked with people um especially people who were looking for that revival of garage rock you know um, but we don't give a shit about what they think. We give a shit about what we think. <laughs> yeah. We give a shit about what we think. Uh, I hadn't listened to this album in years, guys. Um, I picked it I because I like I like Garage Rock a lot, and I remembered listening to this album a lot, um, and I wanted to go back to it and and kind of see how it, it measured up to what I remembered. Because I remembered really loving some tracks. And then I remembered, excuse me, not really caring for others. Um, and I kind of came out the same way this time. Like, I think there was there was more there that I really appreciated, but also like certain tracks just didn't didn't do it for me. Like, and and still don't do it for me. Like, I'm I don't like the twang of track ten. Act nice and gentle. That one isn't for me. But damn, I still love stack shot Billy. Like, I don't know. Where where did you guys come out on this? Ted, go first. I've actually known this ah. album for a long time. Yeah, that's right. I've only, I've listened to it um, for about three years now, or four years, and I haven't listened to it in about three years. Um, yeah. And pretty much the same boat as Josh. I think... Um, Generally, it's a fun album. It's it's worth giving a listen. Um, I like blues. I like blues-influenced garage rock um, less these years than I have in the past. But um, this is fine. I, I think it's got a nice voice. I like how gritty <clears throat> the recording turned out. I think five months is way too long to be working on this album for it to come out this way. I think that's hilarious because um, five months is a long time to be recording an album that's why it costs so much like i don't know you don't want to spend more than a week in a studio if you can because it costs too much to do that 
though I don't make music, so I know, you know, that's just the ideal idea. Uh, the ideal idea. What a weird combination of words. Um, generally, I think this album is good. I think it's worth listening to. I think it's well-structured. It suffers from a couple of songs not being either what they need to be or needing to even be on the album. Uh, but I think it's... The the first track, for instance, I don't really like, but I think it is a good opener. I think it just, has a it has a really distinctive open for this album. It feels like an open, um, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, equally till I get my way, a good closer. Um, another mm-hmm. one I don't really like that much, but I think it does what it needs to. So I've got got to give them credit there. Um, it's effective on the album, like the beginning and end of the album, like feel like a beginning and end like Mm -hmm. this is one of those things where like it's a needle drop the opening of the of the album is 100 percent like the way you want a needle drop to be like it's a little silence and then something super distinctive yeah um and yeah i'd say that's my initial thoughts with it i can go into more detail as we talk of course there you go well Camden, where did where did you land to start with? I know that you've been listening to this album for a while too. Yeah, so this is this is one of those albums I that was kind of like part of the uh, the set of albums I started listening to, like when I started getting more into uh, different styles of music, and like uh, when I was getting into more indie rock and more garage rock and stuff when I was like fourteen or fifteen, or whenever that happened. Um, and this was uh, one of those albums that I uh, that I definitely. It was one of those albums I never like. I never was like in love with it, but I I was you know I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, so like a bunch of these songs, and I'm in the same boat. Like I haven't listened to this album before this, uh, you know, this section of preparing for this episode, and probably like five or more years. Um, but there's still like a ton. You know, it's one of those things, like, I listen to it now, and, like, all these tracks, you know, stand out, or, or you know, not all, not all of them stand out, but, like, I remember distinctive things about all of them, like, I remember When the Lights Go Out really well, and, of course, 10 a.m. Automatic, uh, that's one I still think is fucking awesome, I love that track. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. All Hands Against His Own, I like a lot, um... That's that's actually one of the ones I remember the most from, uh... For some reason, that one really stuck with me the first time I listened to the album, um... I think it's got one of the more unique, like, bass riffs of any of the songs on here. Uh, uh, Girl is on my mind, remember really well. Uh, Stack Shot Billy, uh, and The Closer Till I Get My Way. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so I came back to this, like, and, and, you know, like, I've I've kind of kept up with uh, the Black Keys because I had this basis, you know, since then. You know, like, I've heard, well, I've heard everything since this, uh, besides Turn Blue, I heard like the singles from Turn Blue, and I wasn't super into it. And mm-hmm. yeah, and kind of like in general, I have sort of lost interest in them as they've gone uh, towards their different sound, like towards more of the arena rock thing. Like I think, like uh, I thought El Camino had like I for me since then they've been and, and pretty much on here too. Like I think they're uh, a really good like singles band. Like, they have really good, uh, you know, tracks that stick out on each album. Um, mm-hmm. But they haven't really ever been someone I go to for, like, an album experience ever. And, like, I don't I don't really, I'm not really sure that that's 
anything they're trying to do, so that might not even be a downside. Uh, but mm. definitely from like then on, um, stuff after this album, like every, pretty much every album up to El Camino has you know tracks on it that I really like. But mm-hmm. they're not really albums I like go to that often. But uh, right. there are things like... there are things I there are things I really like about this one. Like like Ted did, I I like you know I like back in this like phase of their uh, development where you know they had like the rougher recording style. Like I think that just works really well with this style of music. Like I I think yeah. this album sounds really great for the style. Like it's it's definitely lo-fi and it's crunchy, but that's like I don't know. I think that complements this type of music for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like if this album was super polished, like you know some of the other Black Keys albums are, but, you know, they're not all, like, just straight garage rock like this. Like, they're a little different. I don't think this would work in that production style. No, uh, I think it would be a loss. Yeah, so... And, I mean, those are those are kind of my favorite parts of it. I like the, uh, the noisy, crunchier bits. Um, I think they're... Yeah, like I said, I think there's some really good songs. Um, but, yeah, kind of overall for me, they're not someone I really go to album wise and uh and I and I'm kinda in the position where like I can enjoy this stuff. Like I I enjoyed listening to this album again. It was cool to revisit it, especially since I have like, you know, some sense of nostalgia attached to it. Uh <laughs> but yeah, it's kinda like it's one of those things like I this is not a type of music I really seek out that often anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's it's sort of a weird listening experience, right? Because you have, like, the nostalgia, and, like, I enjoy it, but I'm, like, I kind of, you know, I'm, like, I don't know how often I'm going to seek this out after uh, after doing this episode. Like, I probably will every once in a while, like, a certain song or whatever, but... Uh, mm-hmm. I uh, I will offer, I um, their, their newest album, Turn Blue, I was in the same boat as you, uh, because we've had that conversation where we've been, like, man, that Fever song sure sounds boring. Um, yep. But I actually went through and listened to that album uh, over this past week. Not bad. Uh, Danger yeah. Mouse remains a real good producer. Oh, I See, disagree I with you so yeah. much. I think he's so okay. boring. All right. I, I, all right. I'm in the same boat. I, I do not really like Danger Mouse as a producer that much either. Okay. Yeah. His, I think, um, his yeah. just not really for me, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's done stuff with people I really like. And generally, I'm just, it leaves me wanting someone else to be the person that's working. Like, uh, we were talking the other, I don't know, a little while back of the collaboration he did with MF Doom, um, who is an excellent rapper and super interesting, um, and dynamic and has a strange flow. And that album, I didn't finish. I mean, I got super close. I had to pause for a couple days and then sat down and barely listened to the last tracks and it was just not great. Um... And I think I think as a producer, along with the Black Keys, all of the newer stuff I've heard that he's been working on, it's it's too polished. Exactly what Camden was saying. It, I think this style for them, um, and part of it, I have to give them credit because they're very successful now. They have a whole lot of money because of what they're doing. So I can't tell them don't do that. But I and think they're it's... tremendously more successful, like very much, yeah. yeah. And it so it's looking. You were mentioning um, when they first turned down the uh, the contract for the two hundred thousand um, dollars or whatever it was, um, and how it wasn't to sell out, but then they were too poor. And I remember 
in like 2010 hearing a quote from Patrick Carney being like, yeah, that was stupid. I don't selling out is, you know, well, important. Yeah, I mean, now they're, I mean, since their songs have been in like all kinds of shit, like here, yeah, which is interesting. All kinds of stuff. I mean, listening, I mean, brothers was, uh, was it made them the most licensed, uh, set artists of the year for time Warner. Like, Holy shit. Yeah. They, the amount of use people get out of their music is insane. Um, with this album, uh, Girl is on My Mind is in one of the movies I've watched the most, actually, in the past decade. It's called Cashback. It's an English small little indie film, really pretty. Um, and there's a scene where Girl is on My Mind starts playing. And so I've heard it so many times because of the number of times I've watched that movie. So now when I listen to uh, that track, I only think of the movie. And now I think they suffer from that as a band. Because anytime I hear their music, I don't think about them anymore. I just think about all the advertisements and movies I've heard their music in. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, I would be happy with as an artist because that means more people are hearing me and I'm making a lot of money. So I can't, you know, poo-poo them for that. Um, but it just it makes me lose interest a lot. Um, and that mingled with uh, Danger Mouse's production which I find um, boring. I, I was comparing it to, you know how when Camden talks about Drake and he's always kind of saying it doesn't really make sense that he's so popular because he has sort of a muddled, there's nothing distinctive about his voice um, or his style in any way. You know, he does a good job, but he's wildly successful. I, I think of Danger Mouse that same sort of way. Um, sure, absolutely. Yeah, I think he just happened to be in the right position that made him really successful maybe danger mouse was also on degrassi and we haven't realized yet i don't know <laughs> it's that degrassi <laughs> connection yeah, man it's got that yeah. degrassi fever i uh, um, i want to circle yeah. back for a second to uh, to one of your points camden you know i think you're completely right in describing this as like a singles band and not like an album mm-hmm. band um mm-hmm. I would. I don't want to see like I would see the Black Keys on I tour. I think that's. I think I that like to be honest, that's kind of normal for like blues artists, though. Really, yeah. yeah. To be more of like totally. a singles artist. Yeah. Well, like yeah. I was saying, I would see them on tour, but I I wouldn't want to see them on touring an album, right? Like I'd want to go out and and hear some of all of their shit, right? Yeah. Like see like a festival set or something. Or yeah. Play the songs yeah. Or totally. Like, festival yeah. set would be really good for that. Yeah, absolutely. And there's shit here that's that's awesome. Like 10 a.m. automatic. Like good song. Good song. Uh, All yeah. hands against his own. Good song. Girl is on my mind. Stack shot Billy. Like there's a lot of stuff here that is good song. Which isn't to say that the rest of the stuff is not like quality. But like there are there are standouts on this album um, that like I listen to again and I'm like, oh fuck yeah, dude. Like I don't seek out blues rock garage rock anymore either but like i went back to this and was like yeah no this sound is good um so i've got here uh <laughs> uh a beef history <laughs> jesus <laughs> of the black keys and jack white of course that we can go through if we want to. We don't have to. Uh, for any listeners, if we decide not to go through it, just know that this is out there. Just search Jack White Dan Auerbach on Google and pick the Rolling Stone article. Um, oh, it's Rolling Stone? Don't do that. Ignore there are, Rolling Stone. There are, some the fucking, there are some good fucking quotes from Jack White 
in here. Uh, by which I mean some awful quotes. That has to be one of the most pointless beefs ever. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Jack White, like, this may or may not still be the case, but Jack White has basically said, those motherfuckers are copying me over and over and over again. Like... There was, like, a whole garage rock revival scene no 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 he singled out the black keys like that's <laughs> like that's how it's probably because that's were, how they were that's so how often music compared works. to him all right yeah i want to i want to uh. give you i want to give you this quote okay? it's such a ridiculous thing to complain about <laughs> it is but <laughs> check on. this out all right so we're gonna skip forward we're not gonna hit the very beginning at the beginning uh he the Rolling Stone compared to him and him and them, and he was like, nah, man, I'm more like Jay-Z than I am like the Black Keys. Um, and banned Dan Auerbach from his studio. Uh, I never banned salty, there either. Man. He just said that out loud. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Like, uh, but, but so, Jack White gets divorced in 2013. Um, and in court, his wife... Uh, gets emails used as evidence for the divorce proceedings. And one of them was about how pissed that Jack White, Jack White was that uh, Dan Auerbach's kids were going to the same school as his kids. Oh my god. So here, here we go. <laughs> That's a possible Christ. 12 fucking years I'm going to have to be sitting in kids' chairs next to that asshole with other people trying to lump us in together. He gets free reign to follow me around and copy me and push himself into my world. Which is pretty good. And for the most part, like, the Black Keys are like, dude, I, I don't know what's up. Like, chill, please. Chill. Um, but then, like, a year later, Jack White gives, uh, gives this one. There are kids at school who dress like everybody else because they don't know what to do, and there are musicians like that too. I'll hear TV commercials where the music's ripping off sounds of mine to the point that I think it's me. Half the time, it's the Black Keys. The other half, it's a sound-alike song because they couldn't license one of mine. There's a whole world that's totally fine with the watered-down version of the original. He... He... He was really unhappy like there's a lot yeah. of shit here that is just that i don't want to go into the rest of it there's some fantastic there are a lot of places you can go with that yeah that, that to me that to make that to me just makes jack white sound like a huge pompous asshole yeah that makes me not want to listen to his music yeah. frankly that guy is so nuts he's a good musician especially too. especially because the style of music they both play has like so much like back influence like to hear anyone complain yeah. about like stealing my sound or something it's just like it's kind of ridiculous it's insane well, he he basically he basically goes on to say that oh no i didn't invent the blues like i got my sound from blind willie mctell and led zeppelin um but yeah. the black keys got their sound from me he I, they, that was did a, they uh, have a like reading. some sort of like personal drama that happened before like i just there's got to be like something that that comes from because it's exciting events because I, I feel like there are so many other bands he could like also go after you know i wonder I, if some like if that was they got, thing. Keep, keep in was mind an hour back keep in mind they got compared a lot right because it's yeah. a two-piece so is it usually, is it usually because like critics would compare them 
Yeah, I yeah. think so. So it's not the fucking Black Keys' fault then. Why is he mad at them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was pissed at them. <laughs> like so in a uh, in in last year, almost a year ago, uh, Patrick Carney put out uh, some tweets after uh, <laughs> I think after the Grammys. Um, I've never met Jack White until last night. He came into a bar in New York City I go to a lot with a few friends and tried to fight me. I don't fight and don't get fighting, but he was mad. He's why I play music. The bully assholes who made me feel like nothing. Music was a private, non-competitive thing. Not sure what he's unhappy with just because I liked Zeppelin a lot and wanted to play guitar. Cut my pinky off and ended up being a drummer. Not the best drummer, but a passionate one. But anyway, Jack White. A 40-year-old bully tried to fight the 35-year-old nerd. It might get loud, but it might also get really sad and pathetic. Jack Jack White is basically Bill Corgan's dumbass zero t-shirt in human form. (laughs) That's a great insult. That, that's really good. Anyway, there's some more stuff there. Like, oh my god! They, they I, appear I just to gotta say, like, their beef. Yeah, in that situation, like Jack White just comes off so badly in that. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing good on his end. Jack, that Jack just, White like, put out his screams insecurity to me. <laughs> yeah, Jack, Jack White put out his statement which was nobody tried to fight you patrick nobody touched you or bullied you you were asked a question you couldn't answer so you walked away so quit whining to the internet and speak face to face like a human being end of story yeah which sounds kind of like bag. fight me <laughs> yeah. yeah fight me bro you won't do it that i don't sounds know like man like, speak. <laughs> i i like a lot of jack white's music but dude man. i've all yeah everything i've heard about jack white as a person he sounds like a fucking asshole Oh, yeah. dude, I, I think I, I would so hate I saw, spending I, time with him. I saw him. <laughs> I saw him touring Lazaretto. Um, yeah, fun show. He was drunk as fuck. Like that was kind of the turning point on Jack White for me. Was actually seeing his show and seeing him like wasted on stage. Uh, and I was and and he just like said and did some things where I was like, mm, mm, I don't know about that. But uh, yeah. yeah, they seem to have uh, have squashed the beef. They're all cool now. Uh, there's still some fun stories there. I don't know. Check it out if you're at all interested. But we got the good parts, <laughs> guys. I think that's the end of another episode. Um, that is. There's some music news happening about uh, exclusive streaming rights, but we don't need to go into detail on that. Just uh, Universal Music Group says that they're not going to do it anymore, which is awesome. Um, and. Uh, Chris Brown today held someone at gunpoint and got arrested. I think arrested. Uh, he tried to ditch the gun out, out of his, his window in a duffel bag, and the cops picked it up and were like, huh, there's a bag here with a gun in it. I wonder why we won't find one in your house, Chris Brown. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, that's, yeah. Next week we got a new album. Camden, what's going on? Yeah, next week we're doing... Uh... An album from the Portland, Oregon-based post-rock group Grails. It's called Burning Off Impurities. I've been studying up. Well, this is a, a band I've liked for a long time, too, so I've been going back through uh, revisiting all their albums, and uh, we're going to talk about them. It's really good shit. Uh, interesting music. Uh, yeah, again, that's Grails, Burning Off Impurities. Look it up, do your research, and we'll talk about it next week. Awesome. I totally and... have been listening to the wrong album. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. you texted. You texted. I, I you forgot to reply. respond to that. 
<laughs> no, I forgot you to respond to that. Responded. It was one of those things. It was one of those things where like I I wrote it in the box and then like never sent it. You just got distracted. I was like, by I was like, what texts. what are you what are you talking about? Why I didn't even say anything close to that album. <laughs> yeah, because I I have like fifty or sixty albums on my phone that are hey listen to these albums and I was like oh shit. What am I listening to? <laughs> it's like, not Life, Life Without, Without Buildings. Buildings. I don't <laughs> no, remember. That's not that what we're talking about That was a good album. Whoever suggested that one. But it's not. I liked that. Yeah. <sighs> now I gotta listen to a whole lot more Grails. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. I asked you that like two days ago too. <laughs> All, right, All right. Yeah, it's gonna be, gonna be Grails. Next Real week, life. Grails. This week, contact us on Twitter at Not Always Music. On Facebook something something in the sounding board podcast <laughs> on gmail at sounding board podcast at gmail.com reach out to us get engaged hashtag get involved with hashtag not always music hashtag hashtag, hashtag wait a minute uh don't we have a new website did that happen oh oh, no. oh god i totally forgot about that my bad oh you fucking oh. <laughs> no one reminded me so- so, so this, this you were week, doing it this, while we were talking. <laughs> this, uh, so, so last week after we had that discussion, I started talking with uh, some of uh, w- with one of my coworkers about domains, and uh, he ended up on the spot. He had had a couple drinks, buying but dot enterprise. <laughs> Wait, two T's, I assume. Yes, Very and nice. and shit was dot cash. God. <laughs> Very nice. I'm excited yeah. about all this happening. I'm excited right, to find yeah, out whatever I, our fucking website's going to be. I totally forgot about that. Sorry, guys. I I deeply apologize. You know, yeah, from the bottom of my heart. I I seriously that spaced my that spaced me completely. I totally. I don't even know how. That. You gotta you gotta <laughs> step it up, man. Next yeah, week, gotta step it up. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me this week, guys. Do you want to play me out in the style yeah, of, of the, the Black, Black Keys? Keys. <laughs> Ted, can you help me? Do, so someone needs to do. Uh, we could all we could all do it. Someone can okay, do guitar right. sounds. Someone could do drums. Yeah. Down, I, down, I got. Down, okay. Good job, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.